0: I'm Richard Freiberg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 197 for the weekend starting 3 November 2017. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, real
1: technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, Cell C goes black. Also this week, another data breach, Bitcoin goes bananas. Google Street View in our national parks,
0: and uh, MTN goes after TurkCell. It's Friday, so it's time to talk, uh, I mean, tech.
1: Well, oh, welcome to the show. How's, How's it? it, Duncan? How's it? it? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. So lots to talk about this
0: week, but let's do our quiz. Do you want to do the first question? Certainly. The first question in this week's quiz. How much is Turkcell suing MTN for? And we're looking for the dollar figure here. Social Development
1: Minister Batabiled Lamini said this week, which government organization is not capable of taking over the distribution of social grants, much to the ire of the CEO <laughs> of that organization? Third
0: question. Celsius this week launched a new video streaming service and entertaining plat- entertainment platform. What is it called? We're going to talk about that quite a lot in the show today
1: um which major website hosting company in south africa was hacked this week exposing customer details mm, yeah that's a big one and the last
0: question so see this reported this week sorry <laughs> <laughs> my error on the show notes salcy <laughs> so this week reported the net loss of how much for the six months to june 2017
1: we'll get to the answers to the quiz at the end of the show as always but uh lots to talk about this week mm. it's been a busy busy news week and uh, also have some uh, great podcasts up on the site as well, including the second edition, or the second episode rather, of This Week in Tech. The podcast that you're hosting or interviewing interesting people about consumer technology. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. So Finally you got
0: that second one out of the way. Um, got another one lined up for next week. But this week, yeah, we spoke about the HTC Vive, which I think a lot of people are very interested in. Did you get a chance to play with it? Uh, I did, I did. It is absolutely fantastic. I am, uh, I've got one in, in the wake for us to also demo on Tech Central. So we'll be getting one to play with very soon, Duncan i'm stuff. sure you'll love having it set up in your house you'll have to move the couches out of the room though uh, your wife won't have any place to sit <laughs> but i think that's fine that's something you can give up for the htc Vive.
1: yeah all in the core all in good cause um i'm just wondering if you can play flight simulation games with this thing
0: yeah, so a lot of the Steam games now are being developed and modified. Um, a lot of the action first-person shooter games you just uh, put on the headset. Because, mm. I mean, the, 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 the 3D animation is there. You just need somewhere for the controller to tell it where you're looking. Yeah. Um, and it seems to make a lot of sense with the flat so how, so how does it connect to the PC? Does it use a spare HDMI port? It's got a flat cable. It connects into a special little box. And that okay. box then goes into your PC. So it's got... the HDMI? Uh, I I don't know, actually. I didn't even look at the – I haven't looked at the back end of the PC. I'm waiting for our review unit to really thoroughly analyze it. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it, I think it's a combination of HDMI and USB, if I'm not mistaken.
1: A combination, okay. I think okay. so, but I could probably be wrong. Let no. me
0: check up. I'll get back to you in the show. No, I'm quite quite excited to to
1: play with that. It's. Um, did they have any indication of retail price uh, in South Africa? Yeah, yeah,
0: we did actually. If you listen to the podcast mm-hmm. in detail, we had all of <laughs> all of the details in there. But um, yeah, so you, you can expect to pay for the unit itself about thirteen fourteen thousand rand. So if you have a beefy PC already, that's all you'll need to get. Um, you can connect that. Directly to your machine. And then and that you know, comes with hands. all the accessories. And everything. With, uh, there's an there's a, there's a audio accessory, a headset audio accessory with earphones built in that you can get extra. Um, but if you buy the kit, you come, it comes with the controllers and the room, um, you know, the, the, the things that pick you up in the room, mm. the to room monitors. And do you find yourself getting dizzy using it? No, I've never really experienced the dizziness of it. I mean, because I'm wearing glasses, the only thing I usually have with these headsets is just to adjust it for my for my frames, yeah. So that I can still wear my glass. I don't like not wearing it. Um, mm. But no, it's
1: very comfortable. I played, uh, I, I, played, I played with the Oculus Rift from Facebook, and yes. uh, I
0: got very dizzy using it. Oh, really? Yeah, look, depends also the... I mean, the plank is 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 the demo that uh, you go out an elevator in a high-rise building and walking on a plank, and uh, my knees go weak Freak, on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can feel the effects of the, of it, um, and I guess that's where my dizziness would come from, but mm. from, from the actual... Um, the image, yes. yeah, Yes. I, I like the vibe. And I don't get dizzy from it. I would like to play more games, for sure. Yeah,
1: I and mean, I just, the, the thing that appeals to me, and I don't know if it's available, I haven't even checked, is um, playing X-Plane 11, sitting in the cockpit of the plane with the headset on, mm. and being able to look around out the windows,
0: uh, look down at all the control, the yeah, instrument yeah, panel,
1: yeah. Um, that'd be pretty awesome. If and then we have some
0: peripherals. I mean, SciTech's got some really good stuff. Make uh, If we can get them to make the nice peripherals. Uh, so when you look down, you actually see the yeah. actual peripheral and you can control it like a real, Yes. Um, you know, that uh, transition between the real world and the yes. digital world would yes. be very nice. It'd be pretty amazing. I just had a look here and uh, yeah, I was cr- uh, standing on correction. It's just an HDMI ca- uh, cable um, that connects okay. the link box to your PC. Right, uh, yeah. right,
1: okay. Yeah, I'm 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 giving serious thought to building a new PC next year. There's some exciting new tech in the market. Um okay. uh you know, the new Intel processes, there's of course the new AMD Ryzen processes as mm-hmm. well, and I still need to do some research about uh, you know, which is a better platform. Uh but I'm quite excited about these eighth generation core uh, I seven processes. I said we oh, yeah. wouldn't be going for the core i9 because I think that's uh but crazy money. <laughs> <But> overkill, <laughs> yes. Um but you know, maybe that coupled with one of these new ten seventy Ti Sorry, 1070 Ti um, uh, Nvidia graphics oh, yes. cards, um, uh, which seem to be the new high-end performance standard, without mm. getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the 1080 Ti cards are crazy expensive, and that'll uh, run your uh, your HTC Vive. Pretty cool. I mean, I guess you can you can you can say that if it runs PC games relatively well, you, your experience with HTC Vive will be good. Obviously, the more money you spend, yeah, you know, the sky's the limit here. How how big do you want to go? You can get you can get anything for a thousand rand and have the most awesome experience. Yes, but I think in in real terms, I mean, it's not as expensive as what I thought. You know, I don't have a PC, so for me, the investment would be greater because I still need to get that. Uh, Fifty thousand rand PC if I want something <laughs> high end, um, but if you're just going for a box, um, like Mikael was saying from TVR, oh, it's uh, about fifteen thousand rand, fifteen to twenty, and you should be you should be well off with a really good machine. Yeah, you, know, you don't, and that's obviously the box excluding the monitor and yeah. peripherals. And
1: I'm sure the people who are considering buying the HTC Vive already have high end PCs. I mean, yeah. these will be gamers. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Um, or developers, and then those guys yeah. obviously would uh, would have those machines. Or yes. engineers, you know, or, or app developers, they would yeah. have the beefy machines to run this. But you're not
1: going to plug. Into your laptop?
0: No, no. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, my Mac will just won't suffice. <laughs> um, but I'm, I was very interested to see that Steam's got so many games out now. There's they a lot do. of games on Steam. Mm. Uh, I, you know, obviously, a lot of these are probably proof of concepts, and they're not as spectacular as a fully immersive battlefield environment could be. But they're a nice, I guess, proof of concept for what you can do with the technology and yes. people playing around with it. And yes, I've seen a
1: lot of them saying now uh, VR ready. Um, yeah, yeah, Portal is, is is a classic example. Yes.
0: yes. Well, that's that's another hook to it you know you don't just have to wait for new games to come out you can enjoy your existing games um, with this technology it'll just Mm. give you a more immersive experience I must say I certainly want to play with it before making
1: any sort of investment decision Um, I'm worried you spend that sort of cash and then you play with it for a few hours and you say actually it's not that great I'm just going to Something, put it in, a, yeah, put it in yeah. the cupboard, and that's a lot of money to waste on something. It's you're going to spend that sort of cash. You're going to want to use it every day.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And look, most people, I think, you know, if you if you look at how you use this, you're going to need a space in your house. This isn't your Microsoft uh, Xbox Connect type of setup. There, yeah. you know, you do need some space if you really want that immersive environment. If you're going to be walking around in a game, yes, you know, the cable is going to give you a few meters uh, of leeway, and that's kind of the space you want to want to uh, operate in. I presume so, you also, can also use it seated yeah yeah I mean, mm. so if you're going to play a flight simulator, you can still look around and yeah. you can play a first person shooter game, you can still look around yes. um, you know using this thing as almost a heads up display. I think it's just a matter of getting used to it yeah uh, you know if you're sitting playing a first person shooter mm. Mm. not looking at a screen but having the screen. That could be a little disorientating, okay, especially okay. if you look down, you don't see your legs, you know. Yeah, no, no. Okay. A lot of these games don't okay. have your legs. I can program. already yeah. see myself tripping over and being killed <laughs> by my Boston Terriers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you may, yeah, maybe want to keep pets out of the room. Indeed. <laughs> I'll put the headset on the pet and see
1: what <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Shame. That would be animal cruelty, I think. Um, but yeah, go have a listen to the second episode of, of The Best in Tech. Um, uh, we're going to be uh, running that weekly now, so uh, Rechard's hosting that show, and uh, all things consumer tech. All, all, all the th- good stuff. All the good stuff, yeah. Spend our money all on All the toys, yeah. and it's coming up to Christmas, so I might give you some ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, also had a great podcast this week, and we're going to talk about that now, is uh, with, with um, Suri Ramaseri who's the head of, CEO of Content for Black, which is Celsius' new uh, video entertainment platform. Um, that which they have soft-launched today, in fact. If you go to mm. black.co.za, you can uh, see some of the content on there, uh, launching officially through all the CELSI channels on the 14th of November. So CELSI had a, a press conference, uh, uh, when was it, Tuesday, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it was Tuesday, um, in which – no, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Uh, in in uh, The final answer. That's my final <laughs> answer. <yes. laughs> Did I win a prize? <laughs> um, in Johannesburg, where they announced uh, the service, all very hush-hush. Uh, you know, I'm sure uh, lots of journalists were trying to figure out exactly what this invitation was about. Mm. Uh, but nothing leaked prior. But it's called Black, a bit of an unusual name. But uh, it's yet another player in the streaming uh, content space. Uh, they seem to have spent a lot of time thinking about it um but they are entering a very competitive market where there've already been a number of casualties including mm. uh what was the offering from uh times media group uh Vidi, Vidi. Vidi, Vidi, V-I-D-I, yeah. V-I-D-I, yeah. um uh times media now has the oddly named is now oddly called tiso black star although um some journalists there i know refer to it refer to it as Tiso death star <laughs> 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 um so yeah, another player in the video streaming market. Um, th- I've had a look at it. The content seems a little bit lacking to me uh, at this point, but they have, have only soft launch. The official mm. launch is only mid-November. Uh, it's certainly not uh, at the Netflix level when it comes to content. Uh, but
0: but they do, I'm just quickly having a browse here. They do yeah. have some titles that mm. I haven't seen on the other platforms, Yeah, uh, which is
1: nice. They've got some exclusive TV series they've bought from the US. Um, I forget the names, but shows I, I haven't heard of before. Uh, and they they're also promising to have the latest movies available on a on a transactional VOD basis, uh, straight out of the cinema circuit. Um, That's cool. Um, of course, other platforms have that as well. Mm. Uh, I presume it's the same uh, movie content you'd be able to buy on Apple or yeah, Google it'll Play. Yeah, the same yeah. licenses. No same licenses. Yeah. They probably
0: won't get a scoop on uh, Apple or any of those no, big uh, yeah. big names yet.
1: But what's interesting is they're offering a streaming channels as well, broadcast channels, uh, 66 of them at launch. Uh, so it's not only video on demand content, but also linear programming, mm. um, which certainly uh, the other guys haven't done. Uh, the only yeah. com- pl- player in that market, I suppose, is DSTV Now, um, which is a simulcast, in effect, of the DSTV channels. Yeah, it's not really easy or
0: accessible for anybody else wanting to just stream. Yeah, you have to be a DSTV subscriber mm. to get access to that. See, they've got a sports channel as well.
1: They've got five sports channels. Um, each of the uh, major um, Premier League uh, football teams in the UK. Uh, the problem there is it's not live games. Um, so mm. you can, well, it is live in that you can listen to the audio live, the audio commentary of the game. Uh, but you'll only be able to watch the live video of the video of the game uh, after the fact, the next day. Okay. Uh, which might be fine for some people but i think sport is something that people tend to want to consume immediately watch it live yeah Yeah. um obviously you know the uk premiership games are um are are huge in south africa so there may be some interest there and you can uh, subscribe to get access to those sports channels for five rand for 24 hours uh, which seems like a very reasonable price but then you're not getting live content yeah yeah um Jose Dos Santos, the CEO of Celsius, said that they are going to be bidding against multi choice and others to get access to sports rights in South Africa. So they're in and, and into my interview with Suri Ramasari she said that they are particularly interested in getting access to soccer, rugby and cricket, which are the major sporting codes in South Africa. And in fact Jose said at the press conference that he's flying overseas in two weeks' time to go and meet with the uh, officials from the Rugby World Cup, Ooh, uh, nice. in, in in a view to getting access to the streaming rights in South Africa for the 2019 Rugby World Cup. It could be a biggie. Now if they pull that off, that's going to be significant because, of course, Multi Choice will be bidding yeah, for that. That'll I'm, be in there. I'm actually surprised Multi Choice doesn't have those rights already.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of thing would be sealed the years before, I'm sure. But, but for me, it's also about somebody that's just got, can I say, the balls to go after this and, and the the, the pockets, deep mm. pockets, you know, because these things aren't going to come cheap. And there, there needs to be another player outside of multi-choice yeah. and supersport to bid on these things and actually have, you know, have the clerk behind them yes. to say, we we can uh, we can get these licenses and actually, you know, have the user base to...
1: And of course, Quest Play, which has been launched by, um, by Econet, mm. by Liquid Telecom, uh, has said that they are
0: also going to be bidding for sports. So we could see a bit of a bidding war going on, which could push prices up. So now Supersport multi-joints need to be clever, make their channels available on a streaming service online, and and they can quickly dominate this, take take it back. But I can't see that happening. They won't do it. I don't think so anyway.
1: They, uh, they consider it all the time. I mean, they've, mm. they've admitted as much. They said they're considering all the models all the time. Pay-per-view, guys. That's and, what we need. And, uh, I mean, we don't mind paying yeah. for
0: those games. Just give us yeah. access. Yeah,
1: A standalone streaming subscription to Supersport would be huge. It would be, yeah. Mm. But well, I, I mean, people would pay, be honest. People pay 300 rand a month for that.
0: Yeah, but people who consume that much sport, yes, so they would justify it. But for... for, for for the, the less sporty inclined among us, you know, we just want yeah. to watch the major games. You know, the national games, mm. uh, any rugby World Cup type of thing. Olympics would be interesting to have access to. Yes. But you know, for me, generally the big games—you know, the Springbok games, the national games, the yeah. stuff that. How much would you pay for pay to per view to watch one live per, game? Look, I Springboks, think we need to say. put into perspective: what do you pay for a ticket to get into the stadium for one of these things? So, h- hundreds uh, and hundreds of hundreds. So, so, I mean, if it's a national game, yeah. probably four, five hundred bucks for a reasonable seat in yeah. the stadium. Yeah. If if I were to then break it down, I would say 150 200 bucks would be a, a fair... I mean that's still pricey. I, I, mm. I wouldn't like to see it at that price, but I don't, I would think, be, I don't think that I think I'd that be willing to pay 150 bucks
1: for watch a game to watch a game. Yeah, I think I think I mean I don't know what the business model looks like, but uh, you know I, I think 50 bucks even.
0: Yeah, no. Then then you open up to a much broader audience. But I know in in the states, pay per view, especially if you look at some of these, you know, the Mayweather Mayweather type fights, mm. uh, you know, those things, you can. I think it's, it is 150, 200 rand, odd rand for to to access those. I oh, think twenty dollars or something. $20. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's not. It's not cheap. There's definitely a premium associated with mm. it. Um, or maybe make a season pass available. So you want to watch yeah. all the rugby games? Okay, I'll pay eight hundred bucks for that yeah. privilege, or whatever that may be. No, yeah. It might be a monthly subscription. I, I don't know. These people need to work yeah. out what that calculation is. But it certainly. Yeah. But, certainly but certainly shouldn't be tying me into a contract. If they start doing it, though, it might break multi MultiChoice's business model. Um,
1: I, I think a lot of people would just want Netflix these days, or even Showmax, and uh, oh. and then and, it,
0: a and, and a sports channel and a sports channel access to sports. But these guys are clever. They, 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 it's been done around the world. There is mm. a way. There must be a way to, to, to especially in the times like this when things are changing so rapidly. And mm. they are going to lose out big if they don't adapt. Mm. Um, if they lose any of these licenses for whatever reason, let's say the, the people handing out those licenses want more coverage. Mm. I don't want to just be tied into, even though they are the biggest in the country at the moment. Yes. But imagine having a third party yeah. streaming these things yeah. for, for, for 100 rand or 200 rand a month. A lot of people are going to sign up for that service, not pay per view. They just get all the the content yeah. regardless. Yeah, I can't see all of these players
1: in the market uh, surviving. I mean, there's so many of them now. We've got Celsius, Vodacom's rumored to be launching something quite soon. Mm-hmm. MTN is still kind of playing in the space, although they they moved away from that MTN View thing. Um, the partner in that discover I think Discover Digital they called something like that. Mm-hmm. They've launched another platform as well. Um, there are other players as well. There was that PCCW, Hong Kong-based company, that launched uh, launched a streaming video app. I they've become, They they've launched it and went very quiet. I even forget what it's called. I um, don't even know if you remember that Mm-mm. one, Rachat. No. Um, they can't have a lot of customers. They're still there. Um, I saw the app was updated on my iPad the other day. Um but there's so many players in this market and there are more coming. Um, there's Queset Play. Telcom has just got into this space, um, although not with its own content. They've, they're selling a box with yeah, access yeah. to other people's content. And Queset, Queset's um, um, strategy, at least for now, in the South African market is similar, but they're planning to launch their full Queset TV uh, play, okay, f- play yeah. bouquet here as well. So the market is suddenly getting very competitive and we've already seen a few casualties. Um, I, I can't help but thinking there are going to be more casualties or there's
0: going to be massive consolidation. Um, no, for sure. I mean, I think the strong will survive. And like you said, we've seen a few a few of these services going under. For me, it's still a question of like, once you once you as a consumer are switched on to the idea of having a streaming service, you're most likely to then say, OK, but let me go with the best because I want to see what that is like. And probably go for Netflix or Showmax because those are the established ones in South Africa. And the ones yeah. that, that I s- see among my friends are the, the biggest uptakers. Yeah. S- Something like Celsius Black have to. I mean, at three hundred and eighty-nine rand, this isn't necessarily a service that you'll just bolt on. I mean, Netflix now is what hundred and ten, hundred yeah. and twenty. Showmax yeah. is around about there. I mean, you can afford. And they've got these similar,
1: two. They've got similar pricing often, uh, options for for subscription VOD, but th- that's the full bouquet. Yeah, of I'm everything. talking about the full bouquet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't.
0: you know, give me give me the full service. I think that's where you would compare it to if you yeah. compare sure. it to Netflix's full service. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't think this would be a let's just get this as well service. I think this no. is more, this is a service that somebody's going to subscribe to, Other somebody that doesn't have any TV solution or somebody that wants to cut back from mm-hmm. DSTV um, and maybe either have Netflix or want to that just th- go straight for this. The
1: 389 Rand price point for the full bouquet yeah. of the whole panoply of services, if you like, uh, does seem expensive. Um, if you consider that DSTV Compact is priced similarly, and that includes access to local soccer, Mm. Um, super live, sport three live, live soccer, um, plus a uh, number of premium channels. You know, they're going to have 66 channels here, which I think is more than what's on DSTV Compact. Uh, but what's the quality of those channels? We, we, we no, I went have to, to see them now. There's mm. a
0: few interesting ones, but certainly most of them is just those additional stuff. channels. Yeah, the mm. stuff that I don't know how many people really watch. Really watch. Uh, I don't know what Nina Esti is, the Novelas channel, but I mean, I've never heard of that. That's obviously something that. It's got a specific audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see most of their channels are also standard definition. Um, yes. CBS Reality. And even the HD
1: ones are only in 720p. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: They've said they're going to bring 1080p and 4K down the line, but not right now
0: which I guess is kind of fun. I mean, my TV still is only to a 720. So for me, that's, I mm. guess, acceptable.
1: I can really, I really enjoy the difference watching 1080p content on Netflix and Amazon. Yes,
0: but your your, your TV is also, I guess, in a kind of different league. You know, you can really tell the difference in SD and HD on no, something I don't know, it's, like I
1: that. mean, it's, it's not a 4K TV, it's just a 1080p TV, um, but I can really see the difference between mm. 720 and 1080. Yeah, your pixels it's are bigger, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a 60-inch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the the difference is n- noticeable. If I see the qualities, is not looking great. If I'm streaming Netflix or something, I'll
0: check. Why is this thing not streaming? No, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, my 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 second screen, my computer screen. I mean, I can see the difference totally because I'm yeah. also sitting close to it and they're higher, yes. you know, higher resolution screens. Yeah. I so, guess it, it also shows a market that they're kind of aiming at. They are not; they may not be aiming at, you know, the early adopters and the geeks. Among us. I
1: wanted to make that point because, um, you know, going to be so many, there are a lot, lot of different uh, market segments for these sort of mm. products and there will be m- even more as, as more people get connected to uncapped and to high bandwidth connections. So, you know, I think we, we're the audience that wants to watch Netflix and maybe Amazon and a bit of Showmax. Um, but there's a huge market out there for local content as well. Um, I don't watch local content, mm. personally, um, no, at all, uh, and I'm, I'm not in really interested in watching it. I mean, I don't watch the SABC channels, um, you know, that's, that programming is not of interest to me. But there's a huge market out there that mm. is that does demand that content. You look at the stats that get put out by industry bodies on the most popular TV shows in South Africa, and it's all local content. Yeah. Um, So there's huge demand for that. Now, the question is who's going to produce that content because making that content is not cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, it? Are the streaming providers going to start to muscle into that space?
0: Like Netflix have done successfully overseas? Yeah. Creating the content or paying for the content to be produced? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Netflix is going to come up with a local production at some
1: point. Showmax is talking about local content as well. Mm. They d- they're doing a new show uh, with um, that lady from YouTube. Uh, What's her name? Suzele DIY. Suzelle DIY. There's yes. a new show, uh, something about a wedding or something. Mm. Um, well, she's, well, she's a wedding
0: planner or something. Yeah. And yeah. I've, heard, I've heard, but wasn't that lawn, wasn't that show on DSTV already? I, I don't that think that so. And live on there, and then they're also doing it on Showmax.
1: I think it's a Showmax exclusive. I could be oh, wrong. Really? Oh, be I could good. be wrong. Uh, but, you know, so, I mean, who produces local content at the moment? It's multi-choice. Those local channels they have on them, Mzanzi Magic and uh, CakeNet, no CakeNet yeah. and all those channels, are hugely popular. And of course, SABC. Mm. Um, I mean, we deride the SABC very often, but you know, they're the biggest, they've got the biggest audience in South Africa. SABC yeah. One, uh, those soapies and stuff on there
0: are watched by millions and millions of people every day. The question is, do they watch it because it's just on and they just have access to it, or do they watch it because it's really riveting content? I don't know. I've never watched these I shows. Think people should watch less TV to begin with. <laughs> True, but okay. <laughs> don't just. I think that was one of the biggest things I found with you know when I when I cut the cord many years ago. Yeah. I used to watch DSTV and channel flip. You know that's what you do. You know you you sit there. Okay, I'm going to look for something to watch now. Yeah. The first thing that changes when you cut the cord is that you decide what you want to watch when you want to watch it. Yeah. So when I sit down, I know I'm going to watch other series. Extra sure time, much more productive. Exactly. Mm. And I think that. <laughs> That's that's kind of I don't know how we got onto this point, but that's that's one of the things that really puts me off any kind of streaming yeah. terrestrial like service. Yeah. You know, I hate channel surfing mm. now. It's you feel like you're wasting your time. Your life is slipping away from you. And how much of that stuff do you then you land up on the History Channel? It could be interesting, mm. but I mean, if you, how many times do you do that in a week? You know, how many times do you do that in a month? I think
1: that I, I I don't think I've channel surfed through DSTV in a year. That's um, good. I just want content on demand. I mean we've got so little time to watch TV anyway and I love some of these shows that are mm. out there. You know, if I'm lucky if I get to watch 3 or 4 episodes a week on DSTV? or no, of anything. Or of, of anything. anything. Okay. Of anything. Um so we choose our content very carefully mm. and these days it tends to be Netflix. Yeah. But um, they do have the good so, stuff. They've yeah? got so many shows. Yeah. Busy watching um what's it called now? Um
0: and Stranger Things.
1: No, I'm, that's next on the that's, agenda. That's, everybody's talking about Stranger I'm Things. I'm watching Bates Motel.
0: Oh yes, that is fantastic. Yeah, we're mother.
1: Se- we're on season two. It's very good. It's yeah. very clever. No, it's very good. Yeah, did I'm you on season s-
0: three or three now? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I also started watching about three months ago for the first okay. time. Yeah, I thought it was the kind of thing that I'd get into, but it was yeah. It's, no, it's, been, around it's, yeah, it's, it's been, been around a while. Yeah, it's been around a while. Well. I
1: don't um, know. Yeah. And it popped up on Netflix. I thought, oh, what? okay, this looks interesting. I enjoyed it Psycho. Yeah, it's a yeah. prequel to Psycho. If anyone hasn't seen it,
0: and it and it really goes into the uh, 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 the characters are very interesting in that. Yes, show. yes, um, they are. And the way that the, the director alludes to this is a serial killer this is a murder, but he's not really. He's not there yet. You know, mm. and he, uh, we don't want to give away too much, but it's well worth looking. Yeah. Well, if you've seen Psycho, you know what happens. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very good it's a very <laughs> good program.
1: But let's get back to uh, Celsi Black. So on the 14th of November, uh, they're going to be making some further announcements, including around possible zero rating of access to this platform on Celsi's network, whether that's just simple free zero rating or whether Celsi is going to sell bundles that you can then watch an unlimited amount of content on. uh, I suspect the latter. Mm-hmm. um you know it's it's not free to provision bandwidth um although uh, you know well, that's, the data yeah. must fall protest seem to you it is um you know there is a cost associated with this but um you know selsy has the spectrum it's its network is not clogged like vodacom's mm-hmm. uh, so it can it has it has the ability to um to do this maybe they say you know after 7 p.m. when the network's quieter although i don't know if the network is quieter after 7 p.m. these <laughs> <laughs> days um no, no. but yeah, they come into market and they they they're going to be aggressive. They've spent several hundred million rands on this, according to Jose De Santos. Uh, in fact, the quote he, he said, um, pot, uh, "Content doesn't come cheap." Uh, yeah, I'm sure setting up
0: something like this, those licenses must be enormous.
1: Yeah. And the amount of the development way. work you have to do. I mean, you have to put infrastructure down on the ground. You have to have, you know, a CDN. Um, you have to pair with uh, somewhere like ter- at, uh, Nap Africa or, yeah, or um, yeah. Jinx or, or something similar, or probably all of them. Uh, you have to develop apps. Um, you have to uh, work you acquire the content you have to work around their um, their uh, digital rights management mm. um, it 's quite technically complex and of course they 've built they 've um they 've built well built an in inverted commerce an Android box setup box, which uh, I saw you were quite pleased about they were going to be giving away for free to Cell c fiber customers yeah so very which, much. which they have
0: about three thousand two hundred odd at the moment um so, so this Android box will then allow you to have access to the black content. Is that's that right. really what it is? So you can access it via a web browser or via this box? That's or correct. Or only via the box? Or, or, via, or, the app? or
1: via the apps on the phone, yeah. Um, I, uh, from what I can tell, they're not doing – that doesn't support Chromecast and uh, AirPlay to start, but okay. may come down the line. But if, apparently if you've got a Samsung,
0: you'll be able to cast to a Samsung TV. Okay, okay. Um, but the setup no. box, I mean, if you're – I mean, I'm interested because I'm a Celsius fiber customer. If I get one of those, I mean, it's – I don't know if I'll buy one because I don't really have a need for it but it'd be nice to have access to this especially for the news channels you know Mm -hmm. they do have Al Jazeera and uh, CNBC I think a few of those news channels it's just another another avenue you know something to put on
1: yeah so yeah zero rating possibility um, from mid-November looking forward to playing around with the set of boxes apparently going to be quite they've done a lot of dev work on it's going to be quite um, cut back compared to telcoms. TVB 100 box okay, yeah. um, so you won't be able to go into the play store you won't be able to access the internet from it n- or separate from the service itself okay. so it's going to be quite dedicated
0: that's well, quite cool I mean it, it, uh, I always wondered about that you know, I've ne- you know if you have a set-top box where you access know, all these apps and things how much of that is real value and you know yeah. you're going to use it for all these things mm. you just want a dedicated moving plane sort of yeah. device TV streaming c- uh, service
1: Yeah. so three set-top boxes in the market now for internet streaming companies telecoms Queset plays. And um, and this new one mm. from Cell C. Oh, it's uh, the brave people. Small market. And also
0: not the first time we've seen a series of set top boxes in the market. Mm. Um,
1: did Vidi have a set? I don't think Vidi had no, a set top box. No, they didn't bring a set top box to market. I don't think MTN did either.
0: Well, um, oh, that's a good question. Who else did? I'm sure I've seen one. You tested something a uh, while ago.
1: That was some random Android box oh that I someone see, bought yeah, in from okay. China. Those yeah. things you can buy at any, any supermarket basically these days. No, there have been a few of those around, mm. Gen- generic but they're But
0: they're not provided
1: by a content provider. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. they're basic Android TV boxes that you can then connect
0: to various services. Uh, and they, they tended to be quite cheap and nasty as well. So Celsi will be providing the box but you'll still need to pay for a subscription, or will they are they going did they say they're going to make the service free to the Celsi fiber customers? They've
1: hinted that there's going to be something
0: of um what's the First word? First six is? months free or something or like that.
1: They said they said that Celsi customers will be pleased with the offering. Um I don't know what that means, but the box is going to be free and I suspect that a portion of the content, or
0: possibly even Or maybe, all of maybe it. a basic service subscription is free or something. Maybe. Yeah, makes yeah
1: sense. I, I, think, I think they'll have something like that. Um, it'll be quite big if they give away mm. the full package for free to Celsi customers, especially in light that Celsi has just cut its fiber prices. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting times uh, for
0: consumers, but I can't see all of these services surviving, to be no, honest. No, definitely not. I mean, <laughs> the consumer is going to latch onto the most popular or the best value or whatever that criteria is. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, yeah, Netflix is still still this very strong competitor. I mean, it's difficult to get people away from that. I mean, yeah. I, find it, I find it very hard to cancel my Netflix subscription for something else. Yes. So that'll always be there. So the other service that I sign up for has to be very strong. So what is the, what is the appeal there for me? Is yeah. there sport? Isn't it... I think the the, the 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 linear TV option is probably one of the most enticing angles there, because you can get on demand anywhere now, really. Yeah. But give me curated programming or something that I can't history, especially if if I do. Doesn't want it take you back to the channel surfing? It audio, does. Though. But I guess you know if it if the value is if the service is good enough if if it's a. An MTV-like channel, and I can go watch music videos. I would, I would do that because yeah. I like watching music videos. I don't know what that what that linear TV channel would be because um, I don't like channel hopping. But mm. I'm sure there must be it must be something that, uh, you know, geek TV or something. that you know, produce some really good shows for for yeah. those geeks or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean but are there still there's still there's a lot of merit in having curated programming. There something is. that I can. I'm a big fan of putting on video or audio in the background when I'm doing other things. You know, I'm yeah. a bit OCD like that. But. Having something that I can, at the moment I just stream series, you know, stuff that I can put on the background or music videos. Mm. Having something like this, putting on the news, you know, if I have access to CNN, that would be great. But, you know, I don't have access to these things because I'm not a DSTV s- subscriber. Mm.
1: So, SELSI Black um, will have all the details on the 14th of November, but if you want to go and check it out now, the website is black.ca.za
0: wonder how much I paid for that one. Black. That's, that's <laughs> yes, a cool URL. That,
1: that must have been registered previously. It's an interesting name as well, Black. Mm. Um, I asked uh, Suri Ramaseri in my podcast interview with her why they called it Black. And I just assumed they called it Black because Celsius colors are black. Uh, but she said no, it's um, got to do with the prestige associated with the color, um, black credit card for example. Okay. <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's certainly a memorable name.
0: Yeah, it's a very cool name. I just, I didn't think, you know, I wouldn't think to associate that with just, it's just a punchy name, you know and yeah. it, to me it is more speaking to the the branding rather than yeah. the prestige of it yeah, so maybe
1: black is the new black <laughs> <laughs> We have a podcast name there so another major data breach this week um it's almost becoming a weekly affair, isn't it? Uh, Hetzner this time, um, unexpected quarter actually. Uh, quite a well-respected company. A mm. uh, lot of people use their services. I'm yeah. one of them. Um, me too. Me you too. Done, yeah, uh, For I 20 years now, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, 20 years. I've been yeah. up with them. So you were quite. Were you quite heavily affected by this? <laughs>
0: I've got so many passwords that I'm updating. It's crazy. You're still doing I'm it. I'm still busy with it. Okay, oh. so obviously the FTP and the main ones. But for every FTP password you have to update, you have to obviously fix the website associated with the database. So it's just. What a pain. 20 or 30 websites that I have to go through yeah. and then some customers around them. Yeah, I know guys have had hundreds and hundreds of, of. And that's not even talking about my own 50 personal private password <laughs> email addresses on each of you. Because, you know, you register a URL, you do mm. something with it, you create an uh, email account, you use it, keep yes. using it. Yes. But look, I mean, it, it hasn't really distracted from uh, my. My love for the company, I think they've consistently been good, and the way that they deal with this, dealt with it, has also been pretty good. I impressive. must say
1: the communication around this has been excellent. Um, and they probably learned a few lessons from the master deeds breach mm-hmm. a couple of weeks <laughs> oh, ago. Yes. Uh, but uh, certainly they've been very proactive. Um, they've apologized sincerely. They've said we screwed up. Uh, we're fixing this. We've got external investigators looking into how this happened. We're... we're um, and there was communication this morning. The CEO sent everyone a letter yeah, saying, yeah. "Again, we apologise, and we are distraught about what happened here. And um, you know, please don't, don't leave us." Um, I, thought, I thought they've just. They've, the communication around
0: mm. it has been excellent. That's good. That was good. And especially they make you know they've got some really good information on the website too as to how to change all the parts. So there's a page you can go to yes. for your FTP, for your mail, for everything. You can. It's, it's just very easy to get. Because the first thing I thought was, Oh, now I have to remember where all of these things are. I have to update." You know, all my Mm. password management passwords, essentially. Uh, It is a bit of a pain, but uh, yeah, look, I mean, they've handled it good. And look, these things happen. I mean, I don't think you can say that. Anybody is safe from any hack attempt mm. or any, any breach attempt. That's, that said, they should not have been storing the password <laughs> details in plain yes, text. I was going to get to that too. That, <laughs> was th- that to me is, yeah, that's the biggest head scratcher. Why would they do that? Now, they said that was to give their, uh, their, their, their support staff uh, to make the, to help them to be able to offer better service to the customer yeah. know, when it comes to that kind of thing. But I don't think that's the solution. There's many ways to yeah. s- you deal with customer-secure information. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and still have access to it on a course center yeah. level. So it, it was a case of, of convenience over over pr- applying the correct yeah. security principles. And it, it turned around and bit them in the ass. <laughs> bit them very hard, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, look, like I said, to me, the track record has been good. I mean, I remember a few years ago there was a few other breaches with some other ISPs. And I remember thinking at the time that it's, they have, haven't suffered anything major like mm. that since I can remember. I can't remember any time in the last 20 years that I've been there that's been anything this major. Mm. And that's a, you know, it's a pretty good track record. I'm not saying it's it's acceptable by any no. means, but... But the fact that they have that track
1: record and, you know, they've they've consistently had that good customer experience is probably going to help them get through this.
0: Oh, yeah, mm. oh, yeah. And, I mean, w- one of the things that I love the most about it is the fact that, you know, yes, now we have to go up to all our passes, but unlike many other ISPs that I've worked with, you know, the control panel that they use is very good. You have access to v- every part of your website, mm-hmm. domain, URL server details yeah. on the back end. Very easy to change. So, for me to go and change passwords, I just have my password generator with 20 keys, 20 characters now. Yes. And I just go into those places and I can very easily update clients' email addresses, emails if I have to, email yeah. passwords, or I can just send them that how to and they can do it themselves. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, we may have
1: new n- further news on, a, on, a, on another. Um, security incident later today,
0: so keep an eye on Tech Central. I don't want to say anything more about it at the moment. But I am working on something that's possibly big. Just change all your passwords no matter where you are. I think now it's just a good time. It's just the end of the year password update everybody. I think I think I mean we've mentioned this I think possibly even in last week's podcast, but if you
1: do not use a password manager just start using one now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you
0: know, it's going to save you so much heartache. Especially, I mean, one of the biggest problems with breaches like this is somebody gets your password for an email address, and if you use the same password for any other account, yeah. it, it's kind of an easy jump to kind of get you to your accounts. If you use a password manager and have really strong passwords, mm. a single breach won't affect you because that password isolated to that account, you just update it with another. Unique hash and yeah. you'll be fine. Whereas, if you know, most people will have, then have to go update every single password because they're all related. Yes. And that's the biggest problem. That's not huge having problem. a password. Exactly. Manager. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, was, I was
1: lucky I wasn't particularly heavily affected by hits. Now I registered some domains to them. So I have a console H login, but I don't have any FTP details. I don't, have any, details. Yeah, I don't have any host like anything there. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't even know what my password was there. So I just went into my password manager. I happened to use Dashlane, oh, copied yeah. the password, ge- auto generated a new password that no one could possibly guess. And I was done, 30 seconds later. Fantastic. (laughs) Obviously it would be a lot more difficult if I would had web hosting services there, but still, having a password manager would have made my life a lot easier. Oh yeah, no, no, it's
0: the only way to do it. Yeah.
1: Right, we need to take an ad break. We'll be back right after this. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect Honey, why can't I download any more series? Dad, my game just bombed. Daddy, I was speaking to Kevin and my call just cut out. With uncapped Vox Fibre to the home, reaching your cap is a thing of the past. You can have all your devices connected all the time. Get unlimited browsing, unlimited calling, and unlimited entertainment. Vox Fibre, now uncapped. T's and C's apply. For more information, visit
0: vox.co.za. Welcome back to the show. How's it, Rechot? How's it, Duncan? In the heat of summer. Yeah, it's hot eh? Hey? <laughs> oh,
1: and uh, yeah, we turn the air conditioner off because uh, otherwise uh, there'll be it's a lot of, of
0: audio quality. Yeah, it's,
1: it's buttery smooth, so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, and also I don't want to have to uh, use Adobe Audition to try and figure out how to remove the air conditioner. Although it can be done. Can be done. Yeah, the new mm. the new suite is very good at that, the I'm Photoshop loving, audio. I'm loving the new suite. Yeah, yeah. Mm, the new Creative Cloud from Adobe. Uh, particularly some of the new elements in in uh, in Photoshop. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the stuff that you can you can morph and animate anything now. It's fantastic. Yeah. So Bitcoin, um, I don't know what to make of this anymore. <laughs> Seven thousand five hundred dollars as of this morning, mm-hmm. on some exchanges. Uh, it's, it powered earlier this week through a hundred thousand rand on Luno. I think it uh, then went up above one hundred and twenty thousand. Sell, 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 um, sell. <laughs> someone made a good. I heard, overheard someone saying this week. The only reason Bitcoin is going up is because no one's selling it. <laughs> and the only reason no one's selling it is because
0: the price is going up. <laughs> People are waiting. But, yeah, I was thinking about this, you know, if I had Bitcoin, we've spoken about this before on the podcast, last year sometime when there was a massive spike, I think it went up to 15 or 20,000 Rand. Yeah. If I had Bitcoin, I would be, I would have been hard-pressed not to sell at that time. Yeah. But those guys had hanged on and said, okay, let me wait out. Now's a good time to sell potentially. Because yes. for one Bitcoin, if you can get 100,000 Rand, I mean, that's you know, yeah. it's, it's life-changing kind of stuff. Thing is where do you start It's like shares where do you where do you where do you sell and where do you stay because yeah. it could drop i guess if everybody sells
1: it could well know? that's the thing as soon as there's one bit of bad news in the in the market and, the, and everyone turns everyone's going to be trying to lock in their profit and this thing could drop all the way back to a thousand dollars
0: yeah unless somebody knows something we don't i mean there's a lot of use in bitcoin and the hash what's it um, um the blockchain maybe people are just yeah, playing it cautiously I don't know, I mean, I think a lot of South Africans are buying it because
1: you know they see this econ- economic state of this country, and uh, the rand is seen as a one-way bet. And here's something mm-hmm. you can buy that's actually some insurance against that yeah. depreciation. <laughs> yeah. But is it insurance against that depreciation? You don't know. I mean, it's re- it's run up so much. It's up more than ten times since the beginning of the year. Oh, that's crazy. Um, you know, it's not it's not behaving like a traditional currency that maybe moves 10 20 percent a year, if that. Um, so seven hundred and thirty. $7,315 mm. as we speak. Um, according to Coin, uh, Coindesk.com, which I use a lot to refer to, it was a bit peaked this morning at $7,454, 4, um, although I had see, saw some exchanges had it trading at over $7,500. Its market cap is sitting at $122 billion, mm. um, yeah. which is, what, about 1.7 trillion rand? So a lot of money that's been pumped into this
0: thing. Sure. Um, so who's got the most Bitcoin in South Africa? That's what I want to know. Good question. Good question. Who's on top of those ranks? I'm sure some people listening to this podcast thinking at their Bitcoin wallet, thinking my, my five to 10 coins are doing well quite right about now. Should if you've I got sell? 10 coins, you've got a lot of money. You've got a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> 10 coins is $73,000. And there was a time when million were easy to mine.
1: Yeah. Damn it. Time machine, let's do it. Yeah. Let's go back. And but there must be guys in this market who've mined a lot of coins and just held on to them oh, yeah. in the early days. Oh, yeah. I think there are a lot of people out here that, you know, people you see in the street... You actually were mining coins early on, and they're actually millionaires now mm. from this.
0: Unless you forgot the password to your forgot oh you forgot where your coins were, you forgot that's your hash or all of those yeah. things,
1: or you stored your money in Mt. Gox or something. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where this is going. A lot of people are saying ten thousand dollars by the end of the year, um, and maybe that's what it's chasing. I mean, I don't know. It just looks like it just looks like sheep to me chasing mm. something, and it's you know as soon as as soon as some, some piece of news comes into the market the
0: thing's going to collapse but maybe i'm wrong maybe the thing's going to a million dollars as some people have suggested it has to i mean everything we know i mean you've done your fair share of share trading you kind of you kind of know the lay of the land in a basic level yeah. these things can't be going up forever no at some point it has to drop to a level whether it's 50 percent of where it is now 30 percent you know there's going to be some kind of yeah the, the, the big problem is if you're analyzing a company
1: uh, you can look at its net asset value, you, know, you can look at its cash flow, you can look at its revenues, you can look at its, you know, its, mm. its headline earnings. There's a whole ton of metrics that you can look at um, to, to try and determine whether that share price is, is fairly valued. And then you make a decision based – looking at those numbers on based on you know your feelings about the management and yeah. uh, all that sort of thing. You can make a fairly reasonably informed decision about whether it's worth investing in. Obviously, I'm not very good at that because all my shares are currently <laughs> underwater, but <laughs> – how do you do that with Bitcoin? How do you actually determine what, you base it on? Yes. what is the fair value for Bitcoin? You can't run those traditional metrics on it, um, which is why I stay clear of it. I mean, I, you know, I could have made a fortune, but I don't trust this currency not to collapse.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so new. I mean, it's, it's, we, don't, we don't know the underlying... I guess we know the technology, but we don't. We don't know mm. what's that thing that, at the core that really drives yeah. it. And who? Who are all the? I mean, guess you can speculate a lot here. But who are the people that own these massive mm. amounts of Bitcoin? We're, we're, what is the purpose of them putting their money in there? Is mm. it to get out of a currency? Uh, it can't just be because I think that uh, blockchain is the way of the future. It is in some ways. But you know, if you if you've got lots of money, you need to put it somewhere. Mm. Would you put it? Would you put ten million, twenty it's million, if you got that kind of cash into Bitcoin? Yeah. It's almost like the new gold. You know, yeah. people speculate so much on gold and its value, and yeah, it, yeah. you
1: know, it's it's kind of like that. I mean, how do you really determine what its value should be? Um, I think even gold is probably easier to <laughs> to figure out um, <laughs> to figure out because it's,
0: it's a physical version of
1: that. Yeah, um, oh, I love the things that I don't quite
0: understand.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing; no one understands
0: this. <laughs> Maybe that's why the value. So it's
1: just some people crazy. understand it more than others, but no one actually fundamentally understands what's driving this thing. And what it's fair, what it's what a fair price for it mm, is, mm. Um, but you know, just judging by how it's been going, it's just gonna keep, uh, gonna keep it going to keep up. going up. I mean, I even read a report a few weeks ago that said that uh, Bitcoin on that particular, on that particular few, over that particular few days um, when it was running up, was caused by Zimbabweans buying it because of the I collapsing are. Zimbabwean oh, dollar. I, uh, I can't, I can't see how a tiny little country like Zimbabwe, which is basically bankrupt could affect the price of bitcoin but maybe
0: but there was a website where you could see the transactions because all of this is public information you just yeah. can't see who's transacting yeah. um and i used to see some pretty massive amounts on there like a million year five million there i mean mm. it's uh people are certainly being active on it people yeah. are oh, yeah. Commercing on it you yeah. know yeah. not knowing what is being bought or what is being sold or for what reason mm. i think that's probably part of the part of the the interest in it, yes. No, it's quite remarkable. Um, I'm surprised. The group does never
1: went to blockchain. Have, have a look at that. That, that graph I'm showing you now is the um, all-time graph on. on oh wow, Bitcoin. that
0: thing is just spiked like Mount Interest.
1: Yeah. It just goes vertical in in the last little part of that graph. Um, you know, mm. I look at that and I I say, I'm not
0: getting. I'm not, I'm not touching this thing. But um, if you touched it two years ago. Yeah, well, then I'd be worth a lot of money. So at which point, yeah. yeah. But I think now it's out of reach. Now it's pro- pro- properly out of reach for most people. Yeah, except we don't buy.
1: Know, We don't know. The graph is sitting here now, but, you know, in
0: next year it could be up here. Yeah. Or, But it all, could also be back down at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, the rate of access for somebody to get one Bitcoin, to have something of value, you know, to invest in it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would put down that much now, hoping that it'll still grow. Maybe, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just too too cautious with my money.
1: Yeah. But I think this thing is definitely overdue a correction, and I think when that correction comes, it's going to be very ugly. <laughs> Some people are going to be crying—like fifty percent down overnight, you know. And certainly, yeah, the guys will be crying. will be bought, the guys who bought at the peak, mm. and knowing my luck, especially given my history of investing in the stock market, if I buy Bitcoin now, it's going to crash tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you can play. You can play that. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not invested. But I am watching it with a great deal of interest. Oh, I yeah. see. Oh, yeah. I see. So interesting, and I went to the uh, tenth anniversary of Google in South Africa and Africa. The first office ten was years here. They've wow. been here for ten years already. Yeah, and uh, they announced the um, they're launching Google Street View imagery uh, for all the national parks in South Africa and other places, uh, including a whole ton of three hundred and sixty degree um, video and audio, mm. uh, and it's pretty awesome. Um, so they've i didn't even know about this until uh, I saw the release that they put out but um if you as a consumer can uh, apply to get one of these backpacks. Uh, these Google backpacks with the giant cam- 360 cameras on top of them. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a program um, that they run, and you apply. You say, "This is what I want to do with it," and they'll almost certainly send you one to to use. And then you keep it for a few months, and you go and well, I'm not sure what the period is, but you take out take this 22 kilogram backpack, and you go for a hike, or uh, what you want? And then for them, do.
0: obviously, to map to map the place. They can then Gino map too. it, take
1: photos, and everything, um, and video, and all that sort of thing. And yeah, they'll send it to you. Um, and then obviously you've got to send it back to them because I'm sure yeah, this yeah, is a very sure. expensive product. Um, but you can do that. And so a whole lot of volunteers uh, took, a, took them up on this offer and they um, have now mapped out the national parks in South Africa. They're not every, not every, compa- every sure, section, sure. But, but all the nice I the mean, nice One I was definitely yeah.
0: the best parts of it.
1: Um, and it's really cool. And uh, you know, it's uh, certainly something nice if you want to look at it on a VR headset um, mm-hmm. or um, even the Google. HTC Vive. Yeah. Work well, yeah right? indeed um but even on your computer you can use look at the 360 imagery imagery and walk around the one i enjoyed the most and i haven't looked at by any means i haven't looked at all of them yet uh they, they worked with discovered um digital what's their name uh, discover africa discover africa as uh, their partner and they um sorry drive south africa
0: oh drive south
1: africa yeah and they um they've released a, 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 a uh, Microsite, they're calling it um, which is well worth having a look at the That's link is beautiful in our waterfall. website yeah um, beautiful website um, where you can actually go in and look at some of the key um, imagery uh, i particularly like the one at the top of the together falls in KZN i don't know if you had a chance to look at that no no um, i haven't gone to that one. second highest waterfall in the world um, and you can walk around on top with the usual you know street view icons oh yes and you can walk right up to the edge of together falls and look mm. down uh, spectacular. Wow. Spectacular. Wow. I, I mean, I was just looking at it in, in, in my web browser on my PC and uh, my legs were going to jelly, but like <laughs> yours did on the, on the plank, walking the plank. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, no, that's a different reality. Yeah.
1: Um, so I'm not sure I could even wear that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not do that app. Uh, but it's… Um, it's it's very cool. It's worth checking out and uh, r- really nice that, and it's, it's great for touri- tourism, of course, because mm. um, tourists can come check out uh, all these. Oh yeah, totally it totally makes yeah.
0: me want to go back to these places, the garden routes in particular. Mm. It's beautiful.
1: But the link to the mo- the uh, microsite is in, uh, in in the article on Tech Central. If you're keen to go and have a look at that, I highly recommend it. And, of course, it's also being integrated into uh, Google Maps. Google
0: Maps, yeah.
1: yeah. So 10 years of Google in South Africa. It's uh, it felt like just the other day that they opened their offices, here.
0: Yeah. It mm. felt like just the other day that we used the first version of the Google search engine. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and when was that? Late 90s. 90s, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, I changed from Alta Vista. Alta Vista. I remember Alta Vista. Do you remember Excite? I never
0: used Excite. I okay. remember it, but I never... Okay. I was... Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: I went on a press trip to to Silicon Valley back in the late 90s. 97 uh, I think it was and um, Excite was the the, the hot the one, search engine yeah. in the valley and we went to their offices and it was very cool they had like tubes between the levels and <laughs> <laughs> it was all very internet started. that's where it all started and then, uh, and then of course Google came along and killed them <laughs> oh yeah completely obliterated them <laughs> yes uh, along with many other starts at the time um, somehow Yahoo survived it, but uh, they've also now been acquired Yeah,
0: y- Yahoo isn't what it used to be no, no. Had lots of, I mean they had lots of Great ideas after the fact, but yeah, to yeah. like even Flickr. I mean, we used Flickr, which is one of the best services around. Yeah, occasionally nice. if
1: I'm looking for a Creative Commons
0: image, I'll go oh, on there. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, no. sure, not not often, not often. The tech times are changing. Eh? Yeah. But who needs Google now? You can use Bing. <laughs> oh, <he's> <laughs> Bing.
0: <laughs> oh my Bing. word.
1: <laughs> Bing's not actually that bad, bad, but uh,
0: yeah, um, Google is just the default. But again, yeah. What I mean, Google is. Clean and get to the point. Yeah. And, I mean, you can argue about the algorithms for certain um, players, I guess, but it's the quickest way to work. And we're all about efficiency, right? Mm. We can't mess around with hundred beautiful images yeah. or ads if we want to get straight to the information. Yeah,
1: for sure. I don't know why Microsoft
0: persists. Actually,
1: um, they just keep pumping money into Bing, and it's I'm, got sure it,
0: f- I'm sure it brings a lot of things together. Like it ties together a few things for them. Um, I'm sure if they just drop it, they'll you know. Yeah. Then I might lose out on a few other I don't know a few other parts of it I mean the browser I guess they have to point to Google or who else yeah, go to. Yeah. maybe it's just because they don't like the Google that's why they do it they gave
1: up I don't know they gave up on mobile um, why not give up on search I, I, I think I, I, I suspect that Google is very happy that Bing exists yeah because it Bing makes them look much better no, 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 not that. If, uh, well, he almost fell out <laughs> of his chair. Too much, too. <laughs> he almost did the, what is that? And kind Franklin of uh, Nene, the former <laughs> finance minister, <laughs> fell out of his chair on national TV. Um, no, if B- Bing ceased to exist, then Google would have a de facto monopoly. Mm. And then the regulators would come for them.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, mm. that's true. Huh? So in, in many respects, Microsoft's actually doing Google a favor by keeping Bing going. Sure, maybe they're secret investors to keep it going. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> Go, <let's laughs> just keep it running. We'll, we'll make sure you, you, you survive.
1: Yes. So the last story I wanted to chat about this week just very briefly is uh, MTN versus Turkcell. This is an interesting battle. Um, I met with MTN's lawyers last week, Weber Wenzel. Um, Turkcell suing MTN Group 4, $4.2 billion U.S. dollars, which works out to about 59 billion rand. Wow. Uh, so that's about four times, just over four times the fine that they're having to pay in Nigeria. Um, it's an interesting legal battle. It's going to the high court. Turkcell, um, MTN seems to have a strong case. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I've looked through the papers. They seem to have quite a strong argument. Mm. Uh, Turkcell put out a brief statement saying their case is strong as well. And I suppose, of course, they would. Um, But um, it looks like it's going to court, and it's a big, ugly battle between two very large companies. Um, uh, Yeah, (laughs) I don't think there's much more to say on it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's um, lots of lawyers making lots of money, um, and it's going to be an interesting one to watch when it eventually comes to court. Mm. So keep an eye on that one. And that's on news this week. Uh, let's do our winners and losers. Uh, I thought, you know, despite the fact that they handled the communication around it very well,
0: I think that, you know, we have
1: to pick Hetzner as our loser this week. Um,
0: yeah, unfortunately, I mean, mm. data breach, plain text, passwords. Yeah, so sh- ish, fail. Ish. yeah, <laughs> Big fail. But I'm sure they'll learn from it and they will adapt very quickly. And let's, yeah. hope, let's hope they become a stronger company from it. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, they're a good company. Um, yeah.
1: They're a good company. So uh, two winners this week. Um, The first is an unnamed employee who works for Twitter who pulled the plug on Donald Trump's Twitter
0: account. <laughs> Did you see the Sticking spin? it to the man. Yeah, I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought it was fantastic. So Donald Trump's, at Real Donald Trump's uh, Twitter handle w- was offline for about 11 minutes. <laughs> if you visited twitter.com slash <laughs> Real Donald Trump, it said this page
0: doesn't exist and, or something yes. along those lines. give it got many bells. Um, it's a little bit worrying, though, that somebody can just switch off a Twitter account uh. Well, he he worked in was Twitter it easily, support. Was it easily done though? I mean, he worked in
1: Twitter support, and there was no harm done because the, you know they, they retain the data, and you can just flip it back okay, on again. They didn't delete it. They didn't delete it. No. Um, it could have also been funny. Yes. <laughs> but I was uh, I was I was quite amused by that, <laughs> especially in light of all the rubbish oh, that yeah. Donald Trump tweets. And um, <laughs> this this second story is just too good to be. I mean, I when it's I saw it as like process. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> a guy called James Gubb, who's a stock trader. So, Oak Bay, which is the now delisted um, investment vehicle for the Guptas, mm-hmm. this is a company that almost never traded on the JSC. Uh, no one was interested in buying it, um, and it was quite easily manipulated. Manipula- Manipulated Manipulated, yeah, or well, manipulable Manipulable um, That's a tongue-tie of note, yeah uh, So <laughs> um, what he did was He took 400 Rand And that's all he needed To start to trade the share And move it up and down Oh, um, yes so he, so he traded it um, And he started to draw a graph <laughs> <in> <laughs> By through his manipulation Buying like one share at a time Whatever he was doing And <laughs> eventually it he uh, Over a period of time, the share price remit resembled a giant zap sign. <laughs> With the finger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this is the beautiful. funniest story of the year. It really is the funniest story of the year. The guy's been fined 100,000 rand by the Financial Services Board.
0: Obviously, nobody there's got a sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, how can you justify a fine of that man <laughs> or, or a fine of any case? Kind yeah, of I that. mean, he was probably breaking the rules. But, um, but how would you do that just by, uh, by buying and trading shares in I'm a very sure. creative way? I'm not sure of the details, but
1: uh, you know, if anyone deserves a bell, it's, it's Mr. James Gubb. Um, that has to be the funniest um, story related to the investment <laughs> markets I have read in many years.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, that was a beautiful piece of work. Beautiful piece of work. <laughs> brilliant,
1: brilliant. And he said he was doing it as a, as a piece of protest against yeah. what's going on in this country.
0: That's <laughs> no, fantastic. Very, initi- very, uh, very good initiative,
1: yeah. I think. Yeah, so uh, when we do our final podcast of the year, I would um, suggest that he is possibly a candidate for winner. Oh yes, oh, yes, oh,
0: yes. Most sure. innovative uh, move there. Yes, for sure. Rechts, what's your pick this week? So I've been playing with. I'm sure you know the company called Plantronics. They've been around headset for headset guys, headset guys. Mm. Yeah. Now I've uh, a few podcasts ago I said that I kind of like phone, talking on the phone a bit more now because I need to get certain things done and mm. testing Sometimes you know I've kind of, especially when I'm driving a lot. You know, I've got my um, Apple uh, headset that comes with a phone that I usually plug in my car. This is a cord connected, and it works fine. I spoke to um, the country manager recently, Niven Maharaj, mm-hmm. and he gave me one of these to play with because I the last time I used one of these was early 2000s. Oh, that is so, uh, so this is a, Yeah, this is a Voyager over year headset. Yeah. That, it's a Bluetooth headset that pairs to your phone. I mean, it's absolutely beautifully designed the technology. Mm. Remember, these guys used to, these guys make the, the communication pieces for NASA. So the, that's their heritage. I mean, they, they're obviously good at what they do in audio mm. and headsets and those things. Anyway, so this is the Voyager 5200. Um, it comes in a beautiful case, a charging case. So every time you put it in here, it charges. Um, I can also just stand it up on my desk and it charges immediately. It also has a US, uh, USB dongle that. Mm. Allows you to connect to your PC, but what's really fascinating about this is the quality, the audio quality, and what you can do with it. So it's got four microphones built in, um, and that is really designed uh, so that the the software inside here, yeah, the uh, the DSP software, can take various parts of uh, where the noise comes from and mm-hmm. eliminate that. So it's always kind of producing a, a much clearer audio uh, audio audio quality. But I've really found it was really nice using this because when I get into my car, it's there. I can just pop it on. Um, It automatically answers when you put it onto your ear. Even if this thing is off and I switch it on while the call is coming through, it pairs quickly enough for me to get that call within a second or two. Um, I've been really impressed. And I'm not a guy that really wears over-the-ear earpieces. But to be honest with you, freeing my hands up, now I can sit from my computer. I mean, you can do it with a corded hands-free kit. It's, Mm -hmm. It's easy enough. But there's a lot more freedom that you get with this kind of thing. And obviously, your phone doesn't have to be... Tailored to you yes um, I, I would recommend anybody that's kind of a road warrior and anybody that, that does make a lot of phone calls or drive a lot and really need access to, if mm-hmm. you don't have I don't have Bluetooth in my car so obviously mm-hmm. that for me is, isn't really an option but for 3,500 Rand as a business user this is mm-hmm. this is pretty cool this is pretty cool the quality of the audio is very good 5 hour talk time on HD audio mm-hmm. Um, Also keep in mind that this thing charges every time I put it back into the case. I've been using it for about a week now and the battery and the case is still to deplete. Mm. uh, And I haven't even plugged this thing in separately to charge as well. There's a little red button on top here which, uh, so there's two two, to audio control, um, obviously which you can set, but this little red button on top, when I press this I can use Siri or Cortana or any of those okay. technologies and I can obviously talk to my assistant um, and that has also been a nice way of doing it because when my phone is mounted in my car on my windshield yeah. uh, on my windshield, especially if it's a bit noisy Siri doesn't always get what I'm trying to say with this thing I've had a much okay. higher strike rate with um, text messages so if I just quickly compose a text message uh, just a quick sentence, I mean I don't compose long mails on mm. this thing but I found it really handy in that respect. So I, I can say it's kind of made me a little bit more productive.
1: So yeah, that would be useful when you're driving because you could hit the button on, on your exactly. earpiece and say, navigate to Midrand or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's exactly what, what I've been mm. doing. Or remind, remind me tomorrow to phone John or whatever yes. that is. Right. Um, it, it's, been a new, it's been an interesting new piece of technology that I've brought back into my life. Get, again, like I said, I, I never thought I would go back to mm. wearing uh, an uh, earpiece. But I almost can't think of any other way to talk on the phone now. I mean, my phone can always be in my pocket, and I can have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. And the audio quality on this thing is, is probably what what is the most impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I do a Skype call, this uh, Plantronics is um, integrated with the, with Microsoft technology. So, you know, it's, it's designed to be the best version of the audio that can be with Skype, so they say. Okay. But I've, I haven't had a bad uh, experience. Um, Look, if you're into that kind of thing in, into earpieces this is one I would certainly look at or at least exploring. Um, the audio quality okay. is absolutely superb. Great. That's, That's Voyager the, the Voyager 5200. 5200
1: UC. Uh, we'll include a link to that on the show notes to the website as well. Um, my pick is very quick this week. Uh, I've picked something called Paid Apps Gone Free. Um, it's an app for Android. Goals gone wild. what? <laughs> paid Apps Gone Free. <laughs> Sorry. And um, so it, it does what it says. Uh, if an app becomes free for a day or whatever um in the android store play store um it'll alert you oh that's um, awesome so it sends you a daily notification you fire it up it basically just links through to a website and you can scroll through all the apps for that day that are free that um, is very and a, cool. a lot of companies uh, a lot of companies have specials on and made a, make them available you would probably have to do quite a bit of scrolling to get to stuff that might interest you there's a lot of sort of icon packs and stuff which might not be of any real interest um but uh, you'll find the occasional gem in there that um, cool. might have cost five dollars before but now it's free for a day and uh, this app su- surfaces them for you. Nice. I'll include a link to the to that uh, to the Play Store app in the um in the show notes. But it's called Paid Apps Gone Free or Pag F. And um Am I forgetting anything, or was that our show? Just our quiz. Just our quiz. Let's uh, let's do it. Do you want
0: to do the first one? Sure. Right? The first question in this week's quiz: How much is Turksal suing MTN for? And we were looking for the dollar figure. The answer there is four point two billion dollars. That's a, a lot, lot of money in <laughs> <and> rand. Social <laughs> Development Minister Batabile Lamini
1: said this week which government organisation is not capable of taking over the distribution of social grants,
0: much to the ire of the CEO, and that is the post office. Mm. Third question. CELSI this week launched a new video streaming and entertainment platform. What is it called? The answer is obviously black.
1: Which major website hosting company in
0: South Africa was hacked this week, exposing customer details? Hetzner, of course. And the last question. Celci this week reported a net loss of how much for the six months to June 2017? And the answer is 588 million rand. And that's our show.
1: Uh, As always, if you have any feedback, please drop us a mail, info at techcentral.ca.za. We've been getting quite a few mails this week, and uh, thanks for the positive feedback. We're glad you're enjoying the show. Until next time, from Rechera myself, cheers. Ciao, ciao.